Are you ready for the ultimate bikepacking weekend adventure? Join us for an unforgettable self-supported bikepacking trip through Southwest Virginia. The Grayson Gravel Pie Bikepacking Adventure travels along the Virginia Creeper Trail, the beautiful gravel roads of Grayson County, Virginia, and the New River Trail. All lodging and camping arrangements are included, along with daily routes and guides riding along with you. This self-supported adventure offers resupply opportunities every 20 miles for your food and water needs. Find out more at GravelTravelDirt.com. You're listening to Mid-Atlantic Gravel Travel and Dirt. Hi everybody, I'm Brian. I'm Joey. Welcome to episode 109, Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Come on along everybody, spend the next hour or so. Hopefully we we actually hit our marks tonight, Joey. We were long-winded last week, I yeah. think. Or one or the other, I can't remember. We're going to talk about gravel bikes, adventure biking, bike packing, bike camping, or just playing bikes. We're going to talk tonight about winter bike maintenance. And joining us, a very special guest tonight, uh, Baron Von Fancy Pants, <laughs> as he is most well-known by. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Nate, for joining us. Appreciate it. Um, Glad to be here. We're going to go through a little bit of housekeeping, and uh, then we're going to dive right in and and talk about all the fun stuff. Joey, before we get too deep, though, what are you drinking over there? Um, I have some Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark tonight. Yep. Very good. Nate, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I have a, a cup of Floyd's, uh, Floyd's of Leadville Stage 17 coffee. Oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> well, you guys need to both hold up your cups because I didn't get the memo. I didn't get the memo on what was the right cup to be drinking out of tonight. Mm-hmm. So I have my Happy Turvis. This is my Happy Turvis. It makes me smile. It's beautiful colors. It's green. Yeah. It makes me think of spring. And I'm just drinking some unsweetened iced tea. I'm not really <laughs> in training, but, you know, it's just an excuse. And we'll use it for that. We'll say that. Uh, anybody in the live stream, Joey, before we... <laughs> got going on over there yeah anybody um, anybody joining us justin's in my wife's in ron welsh who's junkyard dog don't know what's up fellas i think he's been on before though i think i've seen that yeah. that moniker on here before. Uh, michael goldsmith's on hey, michael uh sal sal's on here sal and chuck pitts chuck yeah chuck's uh, i think a dirty kitten night oh if i remember correctly i think roger. i think roger dodger all right for me well, uh william pack said he's here for nate <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, for me, this past week, it's been nothing but trainer, trainer, trainer. Uh, you know, with snow. I, I don't know. I guess I could have ripped the fat bike out and kind of gone out and twiddled around a little bit, but I just stayed on the stayed on the trainer. It's so much easier. And Dirty Kitten, their winter training series. Um, the first tour, you know, the first month, I guess. It's three months, and they do three tours, and there's four stages in each tour, and Love gets, Alex and Chris. Yeah, don't understand. Don't get the rules at all. But I finished well. I finished well, and I have no idea how. I'm an idiot. But I got some points, and apparently I got some fake internet points, and I'm towards the top of the list. So nice. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I, I, you know, for me, it's a big deal. You know. Yeah. What about you, Joey? What's going on with you? Uh, same old bike shop crap. It's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> camera's positioned horribly tonight. Yeah, you look horrible. It's literally it's like, like right in your face. Like right in front of you. I usually position it so that I can see you and talk to you, but tonight it's like right in your eyeballs. Um, Sorry about that. No, I say bike shop life. You know, usually January, February is slower-ish. Um, <laughs> right, right, like right, right. I told you today was, it was just insane. Yeah. Doing a lot of Wahoo uh, rec- uh, warranties. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, no, I say shop stuff. Yeah. Um, really, I've been doing a lot of water, <laughs> a lot of warranties this week. <laughs> um, we have a lot, like I said, we have a lot of stuff in the hopper. Yeah. Um, I'm about to go up to Pennsylvania and steal some QR racks. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Hush Money posted the other day. They probably oh. had more than Kuat. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll keep mine short. That's about it, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so we can get to the good stuff. Now, Nate, where you're joining? Where are you joining us from? Yeah. Up in Pennsylvania, uh, downtown Lancaster, PA. Downtown mm-hmm. Lancaster, and you guys got we got Southern Maryland snow, which means it spit at us for a little bit, and then it turned to rain, and now it's all gone, and everybody, but everything's still closed down for what five days, Joey, while they. <laughs> you know clean the sidewalks how much snow did you guys get up there in Lancaster uh I don't know because I haven't been outside of my house yet today okay <laughs> um I feel like it was more than a foot it just kept it just kept coming like it yeah. just it just kept coming and coming yeah it's it's been a um, while since we've had snow though it, it um, actually piled yeah up I, was, I was mentioning to Joey earlier I haven't I moved here three years ago from Oregon I lived in ski towns I haven't seen snow since I got here I'm mm. kind of miserable about it so I'm stoked about today yeah yeah good deal oh, Ron's from Columbia right next to Lancaster Ron was, Ron's down in North Carolina now I believe uh, I don't pro- know, can, Nate can you see the live stream are you 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 may not be able to see uh, it I'll read them stuff if Pet. you if you um go to the YouTube channel or the Facebook page one yeah. of the two you'll be able to see it but you just need to keep it muted. That's a lot. I'll, I can well, do shit. You guys are really yeah. overestimating my ability here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, While he's doing that, Joey, what's going on in the world of Strava? Uh, real quick, Strava. And random picks, I have Nate Murray from York, PA with 176 miles. Good job, Nate. Uh, Eric Baker, local. Nice. From Lexington Park with 129.5. And Jonathan Dubell with 138.3 from Wilmington, North Carolina. Now, that's kind of like our range of listeners. Yeah, that I was actually just looking at the geography of where those people have all come from. See, they're like all PA nice. people, all North Carolina, yeah, and then we just yeah. mixed it. I like that. I like that a lot. That's cool. And then a local. I like yep. that. Um, the top 100 was at 118.4, and we reached 700 followers. Well, wait a minute. 118.4. Oh, 700. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, for the top 100. 118.4. That's down a little bit. 700 yeah, there you are. You just need to mute, Nate. That's all. Just YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should still be able to hear us. Yeah, you can hear just fine. Perfect. Yeah. And now we don't get the, the feedback. So you're good. You're yep. good. Yeah. So that's actually. I am unbelievably bad at computers. So let's I, consider this a victory. So is Joey. 118 <laughs> miles, Joey. That's down a little bit, right? Yeah. Is that like 10 miles? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're up to 700 followers. What's that mean? It means Wes is coming home. Does he know that? No. <laughs> Somebody maybe ought to tell him. You kept, no, we never you, told him that. Well, kept, if you listen to our podcast. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. He doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't, he's, he's told us that he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's, he, you think, Nate, you think you are anti-tech. Wes is. Oh. Wes, Wes is my best friend who moved to Michigan. He's been doing the podcast with us for two years and then. Um, then moved. Moved after living with me for a couple months while his wife moved out there and just totally like has. He's probably erased his fingerprints already. <laughs> like he, that, that's he, how hardcore he is. He totally disappeared. Went off the off the yeah. chart. Off the, you know, yeah, nowhere, nowhere. Anyway, so we we, we joked when we hit seven hundred Strava Club followers, he'd have to come home or do something. So it happened. Yeah. 
See you soon, so, Wes. Yeah. So, Wes, um, maybe we ought to tell Melanie that she needs to listen to this podcast because yeah. you know that's going to be for her. So, yeah, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Seven hundred listeners. Yep. Joey promised it, and there we go. So, let us actually we 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 kind of yeah. sped through our intro to yep. give our guest as much time as possible. Yeah. Um, you want to do an intro here, Joe? You got some stuff here going on. So, what I I sent you, he has the show notes. I kind of just copy pasted what you sent me earlier. Um, we just kind of want to run down a list. I, you know, I told him it's a, you know, it's a blank slate, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk about it first, you know, you talk me, about the shop, opening the shop. Can I take uh, over for just a minute? Joe? Yeah, I'm bad Nate, why don't you, why don't you introduce yourself yeah. to our, our folks that are listening to the podcast <laughs> and watching us on the live stream. Let's start there. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm Nate. I'm one of three owners of Hush Money Bikes in Lancaster. Um, we opened in April uh in the very beginning of the pandemic but also wow. kind of before the bike boom wow uh i grew up in lebanon county moved out west more than 10 years ago lived in colorado and oregon um and kind of spent a number of years just bumming around the country uh i settled in lancaster to work at a nonprofit, which was in the bike world <clears throat> um stayed there for a couple of years and then ended up uh opening this shop with a couple of buddies in april and that's my entire life story in depth very well, very well put together. So, so how tough was it to open a bike shop right at the beginning of COVID? My goodness. Uh, it, it, there was, there were definitely some challenges. Um, fortunately, I have, I, the, my two partners I had already worked with at my previous job. Okay. So we knew that we could work well together. We knew that we had individual strengths that works, you know, that meshed well. Um, the the normal difficulties of starting a business were multiplied by the fact that things were closed for a while. So just like filing paperwork and stuff was complicated. Mm, yeah. uh, the most complicated thing for any bike shop right now is getting inventory. Um, so now imagine you're a bike shop that didn't exist when other bike shops were placing their preseason orders. Uh, and, you know, we've had to fight tooth and nail to get every bike we get. <clears throat> um, but my partner, Ted, <clears throat> excuse me. My partner Ted has done an amazing job of finding bikes. Uh, and it's a big part of why we're still paying the rent. Cool. Well, now, what kind of brands do you carry? Uh, Kona has always been our bread and butter. Okay. I sold my first Kona in 2000 or 2001. I mean, it's it's been years. Uh, we have Norco and Scott. Uh, <clears throat> as far as boutique brands, we do Kona and or not Kona, um, Atso and Bearclaw. Okay. Atso being the the frame division of Wolf Tooth. Uh, and we also intentionally haven't aligned with any of the big four, okay. um, Cannondale, Trek, Giant, Specialized. Uh, our logic there is by not having to meet the minimums of those companies, we're kind of open to find anything. If somebody comes to us and says they want to find a, like a Reeb out of Colorado, we'll call them up. We'll see if we can do it. Okay. You know, a Squid or a Firefly or whatever. Uh, most of these small frame manufacturers are willing to work with bike shops on a one-off one-off basis gives you a lot um, of flexibility who yeah. we want to be yeah a lot of flexibility with that kind of an approach that's fantastic yeah yeah that's that's awesome um so now joey why don't you give us a rundown of some of the stuff you guys oh, no, i'm bad about. at this part you know <laughs> i know uh, i just wanted to give nate an opportunity and not too good our folks an opportunity to uh you know to, to plug in to who he was over here yeah going on. So. so you want to run down the the kind of list of things you emailed me real quick or is there is there anything you specifically want to talk about first? You know, you, you yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, and we don't have to talk about anything on the list at all. Oh. It's just uh, yeah. those are all things that are fair game or things that sometimes people feel like they're not sure if they can ask <laughs> me about. 
Um, <laughs> we can talk about whatever you guys want. But, uh, you know, well, snacks are always a good place to let's, start. Let's group food because you have like three different food items in here together. <laughs> so I'm going to go root beer. <laughs> I want to know what donut fishing is about. And, uh, I almost deleted that because it has nothing to do with the bikes at all. But, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's my contribution to pop culture. And gosh dang it, I don't get enough credit for it. <laughs> so well, tell I want us about some it. sort of public record that this is a thing that I created. Let's hear um, it. And the most concise way of telling this is I was living in Boulder, Colorado, and I had to cross over the Boulder Creek to get from my apartment to like the downtown area. And <clears throat> I went over this footbridge every single day. And every single day I would see tubers floating down the creek mm -hmm. um and one day i thought to myself wouldn't it be funny to like get a big fake novelty fishing pole and hang donuts from this big fishing pole and let the tubers snag them so <laughs> i went out and i got a dozen donuts um from dizzy's donuts which doesn't exist anymore uh, and i made this big novelty fishing pole and i was like i wonder how long it's going to take me to get rid of a dozen donuts because i'm just a stranger hanging donuts <laughs> from a bridge <laughs> Um, and I'm not kidding you. They were going in five minutes. Like it became a thing. So then I started going back with three dozen and four dozen and five dozen donuts. Uh, and it became so much of a thing that if it was a nice Saturday afternoon, uh, people would flock to this bridge in Boulder just to see if the donut fishing, fishing was happening. And they would sit there on the banks of the Creek and they would encourage people to take donuts and it became a community thing. Um, and eventually I moved out of Boulder and I started donut fishing in Bend. I only live in cities that start with a B. <laughs> um and i found out by reading an article on travel channel uh that for bike to work day since everybody already bikes to work in boulder anyway um their take on bike to work day is tube to work day and apparently still to this day in boulder colorado they do donut fishing on tube to work day uh and that's my contribution to pop culture and i just wanted to get it on record <laughs> that's fantastic so did when when you left did did you have any did somebody realize there was a, uh, a vacuum and then they came in and filled it? Or did you have a hand in saying, hey, somebody take over the donut fishing for me, please? <laughs> I didn't hand it off to anybody. Uh, I just left and <clears throat> I kind of just assumed it was going to die. Uh -huh. um, but somebody, I guess somebody just eventually figured out that I was gone uh, and took that spot. <laughs> and I, I love it. Uh, on one hand, I'm saying I want credit for this. On another hand, I feel like I've open sourced this thing to the world. Like, here's donut yeah. fishing world have it enjoy it now how well um, is it how well was it received in bend uh, also really well i would yeah. do it down in the old mill district um bend was different in that you were much further away so your your piece of string was like 20 feet long oh my. Uh, you know but there's they're they're good you know laid back stoner towns i don't know how else to say it um you know they, they it was very well received in both places that's fantastic. <laughs> That's the kind of story I swear, you know, that you don't hear any place else. <laughs> well, I did pull it off um, at the last, the second to last dirt fest. Uh, I I was able to pull it off there. Um, that was the only time I've ever done it on land. It's always been it's always been water based. <laughs> which which dirt fest? The one in PA? Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. I think I was at that one. That was one was really muddy. Did you get kicked out of that one too? No, it I got very muddy. I got kicked out of the last one. I was at. I got. I it's got, actually kind of unbelievable because anything goes at Dirt Fest. Uh, yeah. What do you have to do to get kicked out? Uh, well, another story. There's an episode about that, but I did actually get kicked out of Dirt Fest. Um, but it, it was it was fine. It was no big deal. Um, I I would have loved to have actually seen that. Where where did you do it at Dirt Fest? In the, did you do it down in the pits, down in the bottom? Uh, no, or? it was like right at um right at our campsite, which was at the bottom of the hill from yeah. a number of other campsites. 
Uh, if you go on Instagram and look up the donut fishing hashtag, you can see oh, um, I posted it and uh, some other people have posted it. Um, and you can actually see some of the donut fishing in Bend as well. Cool. I'm um, all over but that. yeah, it's, uh, you, you might be able to recognize where I did it by looking at the hashtag. Oh, sure. I, I know what my um, evening after I do edits tonight is going to be consumed by. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's gripping material. <laughs> where do you want to go next, Joey? Um, let's talk about, let's talk about snacks. Cause you know, snacks. Uh, okay. Uncrustables, root beer. <laughs> now uncrustables, I, I will say this. Uncrustables are a big tour thing. We'll use those until you freeze them. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's the direction you're going to go with it, Nate. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a direction here. I just, I sat down and I was like, well, what are the things that I like? And I was like, yeah. snacks. And everybody knows I like snacks. <laughs> uh, I, I have this, I have this, um, dream that will never that will never come to fruition of a, like a, a gravel bike packing squad where we all get crust bikes and we all get all of the hipster bags <laughs> and we refer to ourselves as the uncrustables um it's kind of <laughs> the end of that joke i don't I haven't really worked on it that much no, I so, it. doesn't have a hashtag uh, i did yet. not put that together but, <laughs> um, I, I grew up riding road bikes in the generation where you wanted to be light and arrow and fast and sleek um, and I love the, <clears throat> I love how accepted big clunky bike bags are in the world right now. Yeah. Um, you can just shove sandwiches in there. Yeah. yeah. We uh, talked about that as one of the things that was kind of appealing about the world of gravel. Yeah. I, I'm a bag nerd. I absolutely love, and I'll, I have bags that I, and Joe, you did the same thing. I have bags that I think have never been on my bike just because it's like, Oh, I got it. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll use it someday, but it's too cool of a bag not to have. So I had to have it. And then it's like, eh, did get used. We're trying to get a uh, like a bad production frame bag from Evan up at Nittany to see how much bacon we can stash in it. <laughs> That's yeah. been a yeah. long-standing running joke. Um, yep, there it is. Eric says bacon yeah, and bacon. I pretty yeah. much have uh, I have Josh and Evan on speed dial. Uh, um, and there's a new bag that just popped up on my radar. It actually might be worth checking out. And I, I'm not paid by anybody other than hush money, but. Um, <laughs> And that's only occasionally. Uh, I found a bag from a company called Rootworks, R-U-T-E-W-E-R-K-S. Uh, I think okay. it's still a Kickstarter thing, but it's a rad looking bag. Um, it has sort of a hard flat top and then a soft bottom. Uh, and it um, has really got me smitten right now. I actually Ooh. think I might've seen that and done the there same thing. Cause there was a bunch of, what wasn't there a bunch of knockoffs oh. on Facebook? They were like saying, oh, get this bag. And it was like for $20 and it was actually the exact same pictures that those folks were actually putting out as a part of their Kickstarter. Somebody over in China probably had knocked it off. And, I wouldn't you know, be surprised. It know, sounds it, right. It looked like it was had that nice hard top and had like some connection points on the sides and kind of some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I know that bag. I know that bag. Uh, I just ordered a new bag. Just now? <laughs> just, no, last just week. Just now? <laughs> No, no, no. That one looks pretty cool. That would surprise uh, me from Joey. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. So what? Um. I guess let's let's talk about your writing in general, though. You just you kind of went down the road of it. You know, we we know you've done unpaved and you, you live up in PA, so you got some awesome. You got like awesome every type of riding. Um. What are you riding? And you know, like bike wise, and you know, what's your what's your go to for everything? My heart. My hardware. Yeah. Um. I'm fairly true to Kona. Uh, if something great comes along, I'll jump on it. But uh, my gravel bike is a Kona Libre, the carbon one. Uh, my mountain bike is the Process 134. Um, 
you know, I've got some other things that I ding around on, but most of my riding happens on my gravel bike. Probably 90% of my actual miles happen on my gravel bike. Yeah. Um, and I've been riding the same Libre since 2018. Uh, the thing's a beast. It served me well. You came from the road world. What'd you ride back there? Uh, mostly Cannondales. Um, I want to say I lacked creativity, but there just weren't, you know, there weren't as many small, um, fun manufacturers out there. You know, you, if you wanted to buy a bike in 1997, there, there were only so many options. Uh, and Cannondale was still mostly in Pennsylvania at the time. Um, and I am forever true to my Pennsylvania roots. So uh, I'll also say that my current road bike is still a Cannondale. Um, so there you go. Yeah. I got, you know, the back in the late nineties, the bespoke market was just not there. It just, you know, it didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you were, you were kind of stuck. Um, I was, I was actually, it's one of my first jobs working in a bike shop back in the late eighties. I was in a bike shop and, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a slim market. Wasn't a lot of options out there. Have you, I think you had Bill Gentile, Gretna Bill in here one time. Is that right? Joey? No. No, we uh, we I think we brought him up a couple times, especially around Unpaved, like two years yeah. ago. Okay, um, uh, he was one of my first bike shop bosses back in the day, <laughs> not like twenty five years ago. Now, Joe, you got on this list here, root beer. What's root beer all about? Uh, again, I was just trying to think of the things that I'm passionate about. <laughs> so, Joe, Joe, you made a list. <laughs> oh no, this is a Thurman email. Gotcha, in the gotcha, midst gotcha, of, gotcha. I, I was rushing. Because uh, I left my computer, and I was like, All right, I'm going to copy-paste this so I don't forget to talk about anything. Yeah, we had a bit of a nightmare here tonight because yeah. Joey got home and realized he didn't have his computer. I was using my laptop at work. And then and then there was a whole bunch of runaround to actually and get I, it back yeah. in, in pocket. And uh, it, was, it anyway. was pushed us back here a little bit tonight. Um, uh, that's okay. A, so since we do have the live chat, um, what are your top three ground scores while riding? Uh, well, we... Um, <laughs> uh, I, I found a big fat sack of weed in Lancaster uh, about a year and a half ago, and I, I did in fact smoke it, and I had zero reservations about it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Fantastic! And then I think two and three, I only have to combine together because they were so close together. Uh, but prior to prior to coming back into the bike industry, I would spend my summers at the beach um, and kind of did some surf bum stuff and. It was ripe for picking. Like people would put their money to get ice cream in their little terry cloth shorts, and that's always coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, and I found twenty dollars. I found two twenty dollars bills within about a block of each other. Um, so that's forty bucks in about an eighty foot span. And that was that was a pretty good two and three. <laughs> that's that's not too bad. Joe, anybody in the uh, the live stream? Got uh, there's like a bunch of yeah. people in here that like I'm I'm yeah. filtering back through it. And they're like, yay, hey, we know that guy. Yeah. So is there anything in there, Joe, you want to jump out? Well, that was uh, Gene's uh, question. Um, let's see, grew up. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, how do you remove the hook? Walk the plane? I want to yes. know how you remove the hooks from that donut fishing. That was Howard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that, so I would take a. Um, uh, a metal clothes hanger, uh, but I wouldn't use the I wouldn't use the end that looks like a hook because it was too sharp. I'd actually take it and bend it so that it was long, uh, and then curl the bent part or curl you know curl it at the bottom so that there were no sharp ends. Because um, while we're having fun with donut fishing, we're also worried about liability. Absolutely. <laughs> um, let's see. We're going through. Yeah, just everyone uh, chit chatting back and forth. Um, 
I know what I want. So can you, um, while we're here together, can you tell us about the Gummy Boys? So um, you see the guy that says one big fire and right to bed? Yeah, say Drew. That, that's Drew Bell, and he's actually um, the founder, and he is the Gummy Boys. I think it's something that sometimes I get credit for. <clears throat> I got nothing to do with it other than he's one of my friends. Uh-huh. Um, and I've actually just outed him now. I don't think that I don't think that he was open about oh. about, <laughs> about his <laughs> job, status Joey. as the head Gummy Boy. <laughs> um, we did it's nothing other than appreciation for good gummies. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, we had a, a, a gummy of the year, which I think that it didn't get posted, but guy who go, he goes by high for miles on Instagram. His real name is Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, just got these just big fat three inch gummy, just goodness. I don't even know how else to describe it. Just gummy <laughs> goodness. And he got our gummy of the year award. <laughs> gummy, gummy awards. I like that. I like that. The, uh, we'll have to send them some stickers. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we did. Um, Let's see, Salvatore. We always call Salvatore Sal. I don't know which one he really wants to go by. 43 millimeter on the 700C and 48 millimeter on the 650. That was random. Yeah, that's pretty fat. Well, we're talking about gummies. Oh. Gum walls. Okay. I got you, got you, got you, got you. Like tires, Brian? Got you. I, yeah. I, well, I didn't know what kind of gummies we were talking about. Well, you got gummies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in a whole other place up and over here. I was like, this is fun. That's, that's next door to like, the shop. It's like a three inch gummy. I'm all yeah. okay. <laughs> I uh, said a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Mom, you're not watching, are you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. I mean, can we go back to that ground score question? Yeah. Yeah. Totally forgot about the time that I found 18 Super Bowls, but it was spread out over like two miles. It wasn't all a big pile of Super Bowls. It was like either somebody was just doing this out the car window over a couple of miles or like i don't know or somebody won one super bowl at work at hershey park every single day for the summer and just tossed it out the window on the way home i don't know but there were 18 of them there's evidence of it on social media uh all in one ride so there that's that's the rest of that question joey did you remember last summer out on route four when there were the little co2 canisters all over the shoulder of Route Four. Oh, I found uh, phallic objects all over the shoulder last year. There were there were little <laughs> silver CO two cartridges, and I'm sure they were out of some sort of a construction material or, or something like you know. It was something. It wasn't actually a CO two cartridge like you'd inflate a bike no, no, with. No. There there were I I kid you not. I stopped counting at like over a hundred, and they were on both sides of Route Four for months. They were just these little CO two silver CO two cartridges out there. There was hundreds of them. Oh. Anyway, mm. I never hit one, and that was what I was always worried about. I was like hitting yeah. one, and you know, having the the. I have to ride my bike to realize that. Yeah, yeah. Working a bike shop. Maybe. I just I thought about that after I asked the question. I was like, okay, Joe, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Um, I guess to wrap up, uh, just some some shop simple talk. Um, gravel riding up in York, um, or Lancaster. Sorry, um, you guys got a lot of it, don't you? We do. Um, a lot of it on the southern end of the county. Uh sometimes it involves patching pieces together mm-hmm. but um from from my front door i can put together a 50 mile ride where the middle 18 miles are all um non-macadam surfaces mm-hmm. so uh you know it's it's a little bit of, you got to put in a couple miles to get outside the city if you're in the city proper but it's out there <clears throat> um and then there's all of northern Lebanon county which people seem to have either forgotten about or not discovered yet i'm not sure <laughs> But there's a whole gravel world in the northern end of Lebanon County that is kind of just there, right for the picking. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, and Joey, we, we to get up there. We just we got to talk about. We got a correction here on your pronunciation of Lancaster. Lan- oh well, you it's know. Lancaster, right? Lancaster, isn't that right, Nate? Lancaster. It, it, it's Lan <laughs> Lancaster. 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 Yeah, yeah. I I know. We we had a whole um, Pennsylvania town pronunciation thing we went through about a year ago with some folks, and that was one, Joe. You, you need to tattoo that on the side of your eyeballs, there, buddy. That's when people get upset about. Pronounced pronunciation of that one. Matt, uh, imagine that it's spelled L A N G K I S S T U R Lancaster. Lancaster. Yep, that was perfect. One that, Nailed it. Yep, Lancaster. Well, I was just reading to the comments. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, Gene. Well, I'm pretty right. bad. Oh at yeah, it. that's John. He knows. Now we down here, we, I mean, we get winter bike maintenance requirements. Yeah, but let's talk about I, some. I, uh, I'm going to say up there in Pennsylvania, you're getting a lot more heavy duty kind of like things to deal with, where you get real like a real winter. We don't really, in my opinion, Joey, we don't get real winter. We get like kind of like we we get winter like a week at a time. Yeah, it'll be cold, and then all of a sudden it's like back up to like in the you know low 50s, high 40s, and that's not the real deal. So you got stuff down here, Joey, to talk about from a winter bike service perspective. So let's start off yep. telling the people what do you consider winter bike service? Uh, and jump in anytime, Nate. We'll talk about gummies. So I guess the kind of the bullet points I wrote down because it there's things I I focus on pushing people towards winter time mm-hmm. um, versus middle of summer. Things are hot and heavy. You know, it's really going. Um, versus now, um, I guess some of my bullet points when some, you know, I, I talk to people, it's now's the time of year to get pretty much your bike ripped apart. If you want, you know, mm-hmm. someone like you really needs it. I do yours like twice a year. Yeah. Um, it's but the, I always do it in the fall. Yeah. Like, like end of fall when I know the road bike's getting ready yeah. to get put to bed. You know, yeah. yeah, it's more prominent now because all these bikes are have hydraulic disc brakes. You know, I push brake service in the winter. Susp- we don't do a lot of suspension service. Um, down to your typical Cable overhauls, handlebar tape, you know, bearing point, bearing stuff. Um, that's the kind of stuff I, I I think should be focused more on in the winter. You should actually get it serviced versus just, you know, kind of like a patch job. Like in and out of the shop. Like, so. Yeah. You're, you're, Something you're, you don't mind leaving for a couple of days because it's going to take more than just doing a quick tune up. Yeah. Because um, that, that's my perspective is I know that towards the end of the season, yeah. I can bring my road bike into you. Drop it in the shop, and I, I feel very comfortable telling you. It's like yeah. I don't need it for a week. You'll get it back to me in the next oh, day. Oh, we get it back. Yeah, you give it back to me the next day. Oh, I mean, like it's big like, turnaround, you know. But you know, yeah. I don't mind not having it for a week because my gravel bike never goes down like that, and yeah. my mountain bikes don't go down like that, and my yeah. trainer bike doesn't go down like that. Yeah. But everything else, like the road bike, that bike, it goes down hard, and yeah. it's, it's. I haven't been on that bike in up two months. In other words, I say wintertime in case I got to order stuff. Um, pin on bearings and and whatnot. I, I keep all. Most normal stuff in, but you know, QBP is a one day ship for me. So, yeah, what's it like? You can walk over and get it. From, <laughs> we, we've we've biked over, we've picked up a call on bike before. <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous. It's close, it's real close. It's kind of a game changer for us, actually. Yeah, I, I feel spoiled with one day, but being that close is that's got to be awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't even. You, you get it. The, you know, yeah. basically, their inventory is my inventory. If it's important enough, I'll will call it and I'll drive over and pick it up same day. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That that is really good. I've only done that once when I've really put myself in a pickle, driven up. <laughs> oh, really? You you've yeah, done that before? It makes it great for um yeah. unscrew unscrewing yourself. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. But 
uh, you ordered the wrong part. Somebody's expecting the bike at the end of the day. You can get out of jams real quick. Yeah. Uh, what I what I want to add to the service thing, um, your mechanics are going to be less less stressed, less yeah. overwhelmed in the winter. Um, so the work that you the work that you want the mechanic to be meticulous and take their time on, that's the work that you take to them in the winter. Yeah. And the payoff is if you're the type of rider who doesn't like to be without their bike for more than a day in the summer, and that's a lot of us. Mm-hmm then leave the bike with the mechanic and trust them to be meticulous in the winter. And they'll be able to turn the bike around quickly in the summer because it's basically got their stamp on it. It's got their seal of like good to go on it. Yeah. And they know that too. They know that they know that when that bike was in here, I handled that. So if there's a problem and a creaky, weird noise, I know it's not that thing. And I can take, I can much quicker get to the actual problem. So mm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're, you're bringing your bike in for a date. Yeah, exactly. Your mechanic. It's like set them up and, you know, maybe like you know, light some candles and, <laughs> and you know, it's the time you, like, like you said, you can, I can, I put 100% into all my bikes. I yeah, can focus yeah, a little bit yeah. more on certain and issues that's not, now. That's not what we're saying. That, yeah. That, I'll be careful. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. We're not saying that bikes in the summer don't get the attention. Exactly. They may not get the time, which means that, that you know, you're, you move a little slower, I think, when you have less of a busy schedule. And when you move a little slower, you see things and you handle things differently. I think that's what I'm hearing, yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, it's, what are the things that you're doing? What are the things from, like, you know, from, from soup to nuts, what are those things that should be done over the winter? You want to go first? Me? Yeah. Suspension. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're riding a full suspension bike, if you're riding a even just a even just a bike with a suspension fork, that's the time to be getting it done. Uh, for the same reason I outlined earlier, you know, you can do the job right, or you can have you know a job where the mechanic's not under any pressure. He's not getting distracted by customers coming into the shop. Um, suspension work. Uh, you know, that's that's work that requires a. Um, uh, uh, the right touch uh so yeah you, that's the work that you want done in in the in the winter yeah. and i mean really anything that involves meticulous meticulous labor yeah. um we, we think of winter as a time to go find the surprises before they surprise you yeah i'll say the uh suspension is a big one i think that gets overlooked uh, by a lot of people there's so many people that don't get educated when they buy the bike that that stuff needs to be serviced <laughs> mm, okay and yep. So nowadays, I only do like uh, lowers and air cans um, at my shop because an hour north, like it's probably a couple hours south of you, is um, we have a really big uh, suspension shop called Trailworks. Um, I used to work really close to them, and then we both kind of I came down here and they moved up a little bit. Um, but I had like four items out at them last week because they fully stock everything, uh, and uh, they help us. I get stuff back within a few days. Okay, um, and like Michael used to work for rock shocks, like Brian, like the knowledge. So there's some, like I worked together with them on suspension, but you know, I redid a, you know, pivot points for last week on a stumpy suspension went out. Um, they'll do full suspension service in the winter time. It's, it's, it's good to do. Um, you know, a weird little thing, Nadine. So it's kind of my jab at stands. And so Dave's going to hate me. (laughs) Um, I, (laughs) I'm not a huge stands fan, and Nadine had a stands wheel, and we were there's this clicking noise. Okay. Every so often, you wait a minute. Which bike was Nadine's? Was her this? Sequoia. Okay. Um, 
we looked at it a couple of times. One time I thought I fixed it. I thought it was the uh, the little tube inside the hub for the axle. New bearings, did everything. Came back recently, still there. It only happens when the tire is inflated when there's pressure on the rim. And it sounds like this little knock. So you take the whole wheel apart. Literally, I gutted the hub so there's nothing that to make noise. You take rim tape off because it's tubeless. You take all that off. Noise is gone. You put it all back, comes back. So there's a problem with the stand's rims where the weld joints, there's a little piece of metal flash that um, <laughs> became dislodged. And I was talking to them on the phone. And I was instructed to put some super glue on it through the, the eye holes. So it was in, the inside yeah. the void, inside the yeah. space. There yeah, was right. So uh, opposite of the valve is usually where most aluminum rims come together. Right. Um, and it was in under pressure. <laughs> That's so, weird. Yeah, it, but, it's not a warranty thing. But they knew about it. They knew about it. Huh. Uh, okay. I, I was able to spend a lot of time on it this time for uh, Miss Nadine before she did a big ride on the NCR. What about hydraulics? So I took a tube of super glue and oh, I... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought sorry. you'd know that. That's, that was the fix. That's yeah. what Stan's told me. What about hydraulics? Well, say so hyd- hydraulics are a good example right now. Um, I overhauled a like a 105 caliper recently um, only to find out that it has some issues with it and I had to buy a new one. So um, probably not the best thing to do in the middle of July. Right. You know, where you got to order... Shimano's behind on shipping right now because I guess their numbers are low at the... At uh, for picking inventory, it's taking a little bit longer, but you know it's January, February. The guy's okay waiting a week or two. Yeah, so you come up across that stuff. But yeah, hydraulics. I usually tell people to do them once a year now. Yeah, I've always told them once a year, but um, there's so many bikes with hydraulics now. It used to be uh, every so often, and and that's not something your your average rider is going to want to take on. No, those those are the thing, and I guess that's really what we're talking about. Is those mm-hmm. are the kind of things that you know, yeah. you bring back to the shop and and have them take a look at. And I feel like as shop people, you know, as we sell a bike, I don't. As long as we educate people, it's not a shocker that they need to be serviced. Do you guys? Um, that's not something you guys. Do you guys do any like service when you buy bikes from Hush Money, like service packages or plans? Uh, and, and we do the the standard like thirty days of riding time tune up that okay. you know, pretty much every bike shop does, I think. Um, but we don't have any we don't have any packages or plans beyond yeah. that. And then uh, yeah, because mo- it used to be if our, people weren't educated when they were, when they bought the bike, uh, you know, tell them about the free service, and they come back, oh, it's thirty five dollars for a brake bleed. Mm. So, but because the winter stuff does get expensive, that's the downside mm. to winter maintenance. Yeah, but it's you know, bigger, you buy the Ferrari, jobs. you got to keep yeah. the Ferrari going. Um, it's a good time of the year probably to swap the sealant out in your tires. Just swap it out or at least refill it. You know, people don't realize how much that refresh dries up. Yeah. Refresh it. Either either replace it or, yeah. or add some to it. I, I typically tend to take it apart. Are you guys uh, stands or orange seal up there? Uh-oh. Uh, we actually do about 60% muck off and oh. about 40% stands. No orange seal. Um, the, we do orange seal for a lot of the Otso builds that we uh-huh. do. Um, only because that's uh, that's what Otto prefers. Uh-huh. Um, no, but we're predominantly muck off. Nice. I've only used a little bit of their stuff as far as uh, sealant. Couple it looks of- like it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell Joey that. He eats trash. Got a, got a couple of quick questions that came in from folks on the live stream. Tom wants to know, what's your take on using wax on the chain in the winter? Anybody want to field that? Uh, I've, I've watched the videos. I've heard the testimonials. 
Um, I understand the science uh, and I believe it's, it's effective, but I have not tried it myself. Joey? Um, We're, uh, Joey and I, I've, are, I've and gone down the road of waxing and I have my crock pot. Um, I've found myself riding outside less in the winter. Um, but you know, it depends on the condition. Like, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a little background, Nate. Um, both Joey and I, well, Joey was a fan of the wax and he put me on the wax and I, 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 I really love it. Um, I, it, my problem though, is that what you're supposed to, you're supposed to redo that about every 400 miles and that's about every two weeks for you. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of crazy town. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I kind of stretched out a little bit further than I probably should, but man, when that, when that <coughs> chain is freshly waxed, I mean, it, it's on point and it's so quiet. That's the thing that gets me about it. It's just so damn quiet. Yeah. Um, but is there any difference, Joey, in summer use of wax when it's well, hot out and winter use of wax, which I think is kind of what we're, we're yeah, headed towards. I say, I don't, I don't have uh, the best answer for that one. I don't have enough people that have, have like the okay. straight wax versus the finish line or the muck off or right. not muck off the um I got muck off of my head and, like and, squirt and stuff like that and i'm not outside that much either yeah. except on the gravel bike you know occasionally and then yeah. you know, it's, it's just probably not enough data for us to really tell where we're at but um i don't know and tom had another question too <laughs> and it's something joey we've talked about before on storage yeah um storing your bikes upside down or hanging them on the wall if you've got hydraulic brakes so what happens with that fluid in those hydraulic brake lines when you start hanging a bike on a wall or when you start hanging it from the ceiling? Thoughts, oh, Joey? There's thoughts. Um, Is it true? They say that when you hang them yeah. and it's hydraulic that you know it'll introduce some air into the lines. I and mean, we've all heard that. I don't think it introduces air. I think what it does is it, if there, it brings out any air that is currently in the line up to the lever or something, then that's where you have the... The mush. You got to pump it up. Okay. Um, so it's probably not a long term thing, but it's something maybe to be aware of. I don't know. I feel like I'm not the best at hydraulic brakes. I feel like I'm very good, but every so often I find it more in a SRAM lever. Air will get trapped in there and you don't find out about it until you hang it up in the back for service. Okay. Um, then you're pulling it back out and redoing it a little bit. Okay. okay. Um, but you try to catch it before the customer gets it. So I, I, have, a pr I have a system I go through before a bike leaves with hydraulics. Okay. Um, how do you feel about that one? About the hanging upside down of bikes? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see any evidence that it's still an issue. Um, yeah. I understand that this is a thing with, um, what was it, Avid bikes 10 years ago or yeah. something I forget. Um, but I don't see any, I haven't seen any evidence and I have a fair amount of, uh, data on it. <laughs> yeah. data. I don't see any evidence that it's detrimental. Yeah. I don't think it does anything. Like I said, all I think it does is exaggerates if you had a little bit and it's a lot of it's the elixirs for example <laughs> okay those are like yeah. known for having air trapped in the lever and there's nothing you can do about it at that point in time so they would you know send us new stuff or there's some where you just need to bleed it again a little bit better than before mm -hmm. um maybe you're rushed <laughs> or something maybe uh, who knows but that's all i think the hanging the bike upside is gonna do okay so you just it's something that can be fixed so it sounds like maybe back in the day yeah, back it, in the day, it could have been a problem. Juices and a lot with elixirs. You know, now that we have like nanobots in the hydraulic yeah. lines, then it's not a thing to worry about anymore. Okay. I think my only thing with storage this time of year is some people leave it in a shed or a cold garage, and uh, mineral oil tends to get sludgy when it gets around freezing. Okay. 
um, where dot fluid has a lower freezing point. But gotcha. That's all. That's all my thing for storage. So, uh, couple of couple of quick questions circling yeah. back for you, Nate. Um, Nick wants to know where their instant your Instagram name came from. Ooh. Um, I. L- <laughs> <laughs> did it just like, show up like, one day it's I like things <laughs> I, I like nice things um uh, and this can segue into cargo bibs if you need it to yes, but, yes. um i i had my heart set on a, a caught co- i was living in colorado um and basically i had a nap that was ruined by a remote control that was on the other side of the coffee table and like i wanted to turn the tv down i had to get up off the couch to turn the tv down to get the remote but since i had to stand up the nap was ruined whatever you get it so um i decided i wanted a coffee table that you could spin like a giant lazy susan okay uh and i searched high and low and i could not find anybody that made one so i hired like a furniture artist to make one for me um because you know i just that was something that i had to have in my life uh and a girl that i was dating at the time was just like whoa aren't you just baron von fancy pants <laughs> and immediately i was just like that is my instagram name like i'm i you know it just is and i've embraced it um <laughs> most people in the bicycle world know me more as baron than as nathan and i'm fine with that okay <laughs> we were joking earlier like i oh uh, joey said i was going to introduce you as mr fancy pants and and you said no wait a minute i spent a lot of money and time on baron school so <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not get carried away um what kind of gravel events are you hoping to do this year that's from cindy okay um i i did have mid-south on my schedule that's no longer happening i might go out to johnstown and do the hope cyclery version of it um because jared is a great human being um lulaka waiko uh, and then I have a little bit of a gap. I, I always do Donnie's events. So Keystone gravel and Keystone off-road. Um, there's, there is nothing, not even a sister getting married that would stop me from going to one of Donnie's events. Okay. Uh, and then unpaved, of course, um, August is fun for me. I have rooted in the first weekend of August and then steamboat on the, in the third weekend. And then, um, the last best ride in whitefish Montana, the following week. Okay. So I'm actually getting a little bit of time off of work to um, to drive out to Colorado, then drive up to Montana and drive back. So August is going to be fun. That's a full yeah, schedule. You got one hell of a calendar this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a full calendar. My partners, who I cannot express enough gratitude for, have uh, acknowledged that there's value in Baron Von Fancy Pants going to these <laughs> events. It's good for the shop. Absolutely. Um, they they've been just super generous about making sure that uh, the shop is covered so that I can go do these things. Um, and I can, I just can't say enough about them. Absolutely. Uh, there's tremendous value oh. in that. Absolutely. No, hands down, no doubt. Yes. I have bike shop people riding in the, yeah, that's yeah. I had, um, mid smouth, mid south, mid south, mid south, the teeth, blame the teeth. Bush mouth. Um, mid south was on my docket as well. And, um, then I actually, lead bike tours and I had a Texas tour come up and it was like right on this weird window where I had to be in Texas and I couldn't really justify spending all this time out there. So I was going to actually toss it to a listener or something and then they decided to go virtual. So I guess I'll still figure out some sort of a way in mid-March to actually do something ugly in the gravel somewhere around here as best I can find it and maybe I'll drag Joey along for support. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a bike mechanic on a ride. Oh come on, that's what support means. Somebody's got to carry the snacks. Yeah. Yeah. If I break something, I need somebody there to fix it because I sure yeah. ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I think that's that's all the 
um, the stuff we've got in the yeah. live stream for now. Um, Nate, uh, we do something every week, which is a little kind of dumb, but uh, we certainly seem to enjoy it. We still do it two we, years later. We've been doing it for two years. It's called This or That. We take two things, throw them against each other, and you make a choice. It's pretty simple. It's and pretty hard to come up with them. <laughs> it's it's become very difficult because I don't know whose bright idea was it to put four of them in every episode. But it's yeah. fun. People love it. People in the live stream now play along, which is yep. fantastic. Um, so we all have a great time with it. I sure hope that you'll enjoy it as well. You going to stick around and do that with us? Sure. Please and thanks. Okay. Um, so this will be the order of business. I will read the item. I'm going to toss it over to you, Nate. You can answer first. You can explain yourself or you can just let it go. It's up to you, whatever you'd like to do. Then I'm going to hand it off to Joey and then I will give everybody the right answer. Does that work? Joey? Yep. 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 Okay. First item up on this week's, and of course, over in the live stream, you guys need to chime in as well. Um, first item up on this week's, this or that dancing with the stars or the masked singer. Thank you, Jess. Never seen either of them. <laughs> uh, they both they both re, they both require talent. Uh, dancing seems further away from my abilities, so I'll go with dancing from the stars you with the stars. Whatever, dancing from the stars. Get away! Get, get out of here! Get away from them, Joey. Now, I know you watch both of them every week religiously. I've never seen either of them, I don't, so I don't even know why it came in here. We we don't have cable. We don't have TV, so I don't know why Jess even put it on here. Um, I'm gonna go with the. Oh, I'm gonna try the mass singer. I think that is literally the most absurd thing I have ever heard of in my life. Put somebody that sings in a giant costume where you can't see. That's the dumbest thing. I don't know. I, sorry, I picked it. I'll, well, I'll change my mind. No, 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 no. You went with Dancing with the Stars, didn't you? And oh, you went with mass. Singer. I just, I literally, the, the mass singer is the stupidest, stupidest thing I've ever heard of in uh. my life so i would definitely my daughters were uh dancers my um oldest daughter was a competitive dancer so i'm gonna go i know there's a lot of work that goes into that so i'm gonna go with dancing with the stars just for just for that because i don't watch are they still dancing no no so let's see what's the live stream got uh michael says mask singer sorry michael you're wrong gene dancing ron went with mask singer also wrong sorry ron jeff he's got the right answer hate both Howard, masked singer. Ted likes... Well, Ted is a dancer. I can see Ted being a dancer. Can um, we do a masked dancer? That would be a yeah, fun that would be. I, a... I actually think they're doing something like that. I, I think I saw that the other day where they've mixed them all up now in some sort of a weird hodgepodge. It's probably going to be a game show, too. David says, neither. Justin, haven't seen either. Eddie, neither. But Tony Hawk was... Tony Hawk was on the masked singer? How bizarre is that? Um, Sal, of course, agrees with me because he's a smart guy. Where are you going? Okay. <laughs> um, and Michael said least offensive. I don't know what that means, but we'll go with it. Um, the second item, while we're waiting for Joey to get back, um, Mario or Bowser? Mario, I think that if you answer Bowser to this, you're inherently evil. Uh, <laughs> and I, I might still be your friend, but I want you to know I'm never going to take my eyes fully off of you. <laughs> Joey, we're on Mario or Bowser. Did your computer actually die? Not yet. I'm at 14% with a Mac that could change any second. Any second, zero. any moment. All right. It's always a challenge here, folks. So Mario or Bowser. And Remember my beer run from the third floor? Yeah. That yeah we should have timed that. Yeah. Um, I like Mario. Bowser's a bully. My yeah. wife always plays Bowser and Mario Kart. I, I think we're all going with Mario. She loves it, too. Yeah, that, that's... I have I, a follow-up question to this. Mm-hmm. 
uh the shortcut in rainbow road okay or not okay <laughs> that's okay i say okay all right just checking i agree we so we we uh i got my first video game system as an adult last week or two weeks ago so we bought mario kart last night <laughs> yeah we were we were out yesterday and uh on our way back from a visit and uh and joey's like I need to find a GameStop. I was like, "What? You looking to buy some stocks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ship is so, sailing." Yeah, I want to go up to the counter. Like, I want to buy some stock, please. <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly, everywhere it said it was on the map, they were closed. Right? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't find. It would say, "Oh, GameStop here," and we'd go and. It'd I be entered closed. a Walmart yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's What's the live stream? Let's see. Uh, Justin, Mario, Ted, Mario, Sal, Mario. Uh, Jean, the princess in Mario 2, little Princess Peach. Uh, Jeff, Mario, I loved Shanana, Gravel Fiend, Dancing with the... He's still back over here, Grant, Dancing with the Mask Singer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's about how things go. Uh, third item on this week's This or That, unlimited EH whoopie pies for a 100-mile ride. Oh, they're like, eh. Oh, one, oh okay. I'm, yeah. I, I'm reading literal. Leave me alone. Like, unlimited eh. eh whoopie pies for a 100-mile ride. Or one amazing whoopie pie at the end of a 50-mile ride. Okay, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think I take the unlimited and just stretch it out for a whole damn day. Nice. But I'm not like I'm not really confident in that answer. It's just but words. You're you're from the land of whoopie pies. Yeah. So for, yeah, unless for, you ask somebody from Maine, and then you're going to get in a fight. Oh, uh, I've had you know. Well, Tom actually did make Tom, some good whoopie Tom pies. Tom from Maine. We had yeah, a yeah. From Maine just made us whoopie pies. <laughs> but I'm 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 gonna be honest, Pennsylvania whoopie pies Ooh. hands down over Maine whoopie pie any day. Oh totally. <laughs> any day. But you're lucky because you're in the land of whoopie pies. For us here, it's like, oh my god, a whoopie pie. Somebody we gotta and it, yeah. they're always kinda like eh. Yeah. They're always eh. So we're used to the, the Amish eh. people around here have good yeah. ones. Where are you at, Joe? You want some eh whoopie pies or mm. one yeah. amazing whoopie pie? I think pie. I'm gonna go with like one amazing Yeah, like, I'm right with you. The uh, so the bourbon infused ones at unpaved, unpaved yep. were good. The unpaved ones were good. Yep. The one, uh, the best whoopie pie I think I've ever had was when Brett sent my toolbox home to me and he mm. put one in there. <laughs> I was not expecting it. You know, like a month after unpaved, it was still good. Oh, the surprise whoopie pie. Oh, yeah. Okay. But okay, from, okay. Uh, you know, uh, um, the locally made ones up there. Yeah. 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 Tom's yeah. were really good. Tom's were good. Tom's first round were the best. But actually, that, that I think is more about Tom than it is about Maine. Maine, yeah. Because Tom is like, I would marry Tom in a heartbeat. So, I've seen the food that he puts together yeah. for his wife, and I would, he could adopt me or whatever. <laughs> as long as he would feed me, that would be fantastic. I would also go with the one. One amazing, really good one. One amazing whoopie pie, because just don't get them. Okay, fourth item, and there's actually five oh. here tonight, Joey. Why do you have you put five on here? Okay, yeah, we're doing an right. extra one, extra bonus. Oh wait a minute, live stream first, live stream. We um, got we got one uh, whoopie pie full of pierogies. <laughs> Pierogi whoopie pie. Jeez, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, one amazing. Then we got a limited. Mains are fake. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Evans just amazing. said nom nom nom. I like that. Um, unlimited. Um, is that like Coke at the top of Snake Mountain during uh, BSG? Yeah, Justin knows what he's talking about. The Coke uh, at mile 80 at the top of Snake Mountain on Blood, Sweat, and Gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gluten-free pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Gravel Fiend says he's never heard of a whoopie pie in Australia. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh jeez. Wow. Wow. It is a, a the mainstay um pastry tasty treat of of good Pennsylvania folk. Yep. They probably we- have them. They just call them by some Australian name like Walla Walla Bing Bangs or something. <laughs> Two pieces of cake with some wonderful fluff stuff in the middle. Yep. Fantastic. Okay, fourth item on this week's this or that. Onion rings or french fries? French fries. Onion rings. Hey, wait a minute. I want to I follow up on french fries. Any any special like way that the french fries, because I'm a french fry fan, but they got to be fresh cut. Like uh, Fresh cut, and when they do that nonsense where they, they like bake them and then fry them or mm-hmm. vice versa or whatever, I don't really know the sequence. Whatever they do with that magic, that's what I'm into. Okay, okay. <laughs> and where do you get where do you get magic these magic French fries? Um, hmm. magic. I don't magic. actually know of a reliable. I, I, so okay, or, let, I'm gonna. This is a shameless plug. There's right. a restaurant in Lancaster. It's called the Horse Inn. They have. I think they make their fries this way, but then they cover them with this. I don't think it's made with real horses. I don't know. <laughs> But they cover it with this stuff that you would not believe. Come to Lancaster. We'll go for a bike ride. Um, this is addressed to everybody listening. And we'll go to the horse inn and we'll get some horse fries. I'm telling you, these fries will change your life. Awesome. Joey, where are you at? I want to go on drinks. <laughs> not, the ones tonight were like, eh, because yeah. I was in a rush. Yeah, yeah. I want some like nice, lightly breaded. Yeah, like papaya, like fast food papayas. Papayas, yeah, papayas, yeah, papayas. Yeah, um, you know, like the you know, like uh, the mom and pop shop where it's not like yeah. out of a frozen pack. Yeah, where they actually make the oh, French yeah. fry or the onion ring. It's, yeah, that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about that. I hated like, onion rings for like that, 20 years. Of they're my like frozen life. in a bag, and somebody throws them in a thing, yep. and then you eat them. Like you throw them in an air fryer, and then you feed them to a guest. Yep, that would be an unacceptable onion. Ring. <laughs> I say that yeah. because Joey fed me onion rings tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I, uh, Baron, I am with you on the. Super tasty hand cut French fries with a little bit of malt with vinegar. Some horse on them. And I, you know what? If horse is what the magic sauce is, I'll, that's fine. I'll go with that. Just don't knock it before you try it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, you're getting these French fries in a stable. Uh, and I want to be making this up, but I'm not. <laughs> so <laughs> this really might be horse meat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to run through the live stream. Justin, French fries, Evans, fries, Ted, French fries with one surprise onion ring at the bottom. Hey, now that's actually good. Oh, I like that. We had that. Uh, yeah. Little fishing. Little something, little surprise, something, something shows up. Yeah. Eddie, uh, French fries and peanut oil. Yep. Bill, French fries, if only fresh cut. Yep. Evans, seasoned curly. And I'm not a big fan of the curly fry. Or the waffle fry. Checkers. Jeff did the same thing here, the waffle fry. I'm not a big fan of the, the Chick-fil-A fry. It's like a fake excuse. It's like a half-ass excuse to, at a French fry. It's like they just wanted to be different, so they cut it weird. Very good. Um, Ron fries. Bill, onion rings with barbecue sauce. Yeah. Sal, rings. Onion rings, beer battered. Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. The, yep. like, real yep. deal like kind of thing. Um, Ted's on the Thrasher fries in Ocean City. It's the only tourist treat that lives up to the hype. True that. Uh, Bill says he's on his way, Baron. Yeah. So be on the lookout. You're going to have to feed him some horse. 
Uh, <laughs> Will says I'm in for the for the ride and the horse fry. Oh yeah, you put out that invitation. Everybody's going. I'm coming for horse fry. So, Gian, Gian, bow. People are going to show up there. Like I listened to this podcast and I was <laughs> learning about your horse fries. <laughs> is this real? Or they're going to go and be like, is this real horse? <laughs> Eddie's sweet potato fries. I like me some sweet potato fries. But you got to be in the mood. For I the make sweet those potato about fry. four nights a week for chess. You you got to be in the mood for the sweet potato fry. And they yeah. damn so I better they they better pay out pay off. Uh, Howard, onion rings are better in a sandwich. Yeah, that's actually a good. Yeah, uh, Jeff, potato patch fries from Kennywood Park. That is very Ooh. specific. Duck fat fries from the brewery. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, duck yeah, fat yeah. fries. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm digging that. I don't a potato. I'm gonna have to Google that later. I've got all sorts of homework tonight. Potato do, patch fries from Kennywood Park. Do they have French fries in Australia? Let's ask. <laughs> we have a listener from Australia. Um, Eddie says he's always in his in the mood, and so is his gut. So I don't. That's TMI, Eddie. All I right. Loop, I want to loop back to Gian and his poutine. Uh, first off, he's correct. However, I think that poutine has to be in a class of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only just now realizing that horse fries are essentially Lancaster's take on poutine. <laughs> um, so I just want I just want to give Gian credit where where you know where it's due. Poutine is in a class of its own. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking poutine. I go up to visit my friends at Saracen, Wisconsin, and um, I had never had a cheese curd. And I went up there, and I was sitting around with a bunch of people at a table, and I actually made the remark that I didn't, I'd never had a cheese curd, and you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> they literally freaked out, and so this whole weekend was on a mission to get Brian the best cheese curds, and everybody has a different opinion on the cheese curd. It was like we're going to go to the old fashioned, but they're like fried differently, and they're this and they're that, and then finally the one guy, the morning I was leaving, he came pick me up to take me to the airport. And uh, he comes in with a bag of cheese curds that he got at the gas station. He's like, Jeez. I don't care. Gas station cheese curds are the best. And I, they were. <laughs> they were the best out of the whole bunch of them. Okay, our bonus this or that tonight. Flannel shirts buttoned or unbuttoned? Oh, <laughs> Joey and I had this argument yesterday in his car. <laughs> and I noticed you're buttoned tonight. <laughs> you're unbuttoned. Uh <laughs> I like the one button right here, the one sternum button. Uh, um, it says if a, if a meeting breaks out, I'm here for it. But honestly, we all know that I'm really here to party. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joey, I think we can all see what your answer one is. Button all up to the top. I was in the car with Joey yesterday, and I look over, and he's got like a fancy shirt on. A fan- it, was a- it was a fancy shirt. It, it was You were wearing a fancy shirt, and I was wearing just, I, you know... Old, I like nice stuff. Well, I know. I was wearing old. You made me feel bad. And and then he was like, no, no, this is just a flannel shirt without the pattern. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not a thing. And then he goes, and he says to me, he says, you just wear your shirts all over the place like that. I won't say what you said I looked like. But <laughs> basically called me a hobo. <laughs> and I resembled that remark. I, I am totally an unbuttoned The younger guy. females at my shop unbuttoned. They wear t-shirts with it unbuttoned. They're the only people I know besides you. I it, I just don't like it's more like a jacket for me. The flannel shirt is more like a jacket because I don't really wear a jacket. I don't have a jacket. Your jacket got feathers all over my car. I, I carry one in the car, but I don't ever put it on. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Jeff buttoned. David unbuttoned. Eddie buttoned. Sal 
buttoned off. I see that out of Sal. I see Sal as a buttoned so he's up. A yeah, classy guy. Yeah, he's always looks like he's well put together. Well, he is. Um, <laughs> Justin, Justin goes both ways. The button is formal, <laughs> and the unbutton is party. So there you go. Uh, Ted buttoned while riding, no capes. Jeff, Jace makes him dress nice. Jeff says, oh, Jess, yes, she dress my, nice. My did she dress you yet? Did she dress you yesterday morning? You no, might dress myself. Oh, you do? Okay. I'm 30 years old. I, I learned that last year. <laughs> uh, Justin's been known to double up, and William says he likes his shirts buttoned. Bill says EDC jacket. And so, yeah, see, Sal, Sal, Sal's just a classy guy. He comes yeah. back with the, that's nice. Yeah, Sal's just a classy guy. Me and Sal are going to get some beer-battered uh, onion rings while we go right up in Jersey soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah. See, I don't ever get invited for stuff like that. Onion rings are my one defense for arrow bars. If you have just a straight arrow bars, <laughs> you can just loop onion rings on those things. And it's like, why even bother taking those stupid gummies and sticking them on your top tube when you can be pulling onion rings off your arrow <laughs> bars? That's all. I'm sorry. Proceed yep. with what you were saying. Well, no, we, we argue about, well, <laughs> nobody here is in favor of arrow bars. We just argue about the best ways to come up and make fun of arrow bars on gravel bikes. This is what we yeah. argue about. That's actually one of the first valid uses. That And the only other thing I've come up with is more places to put bags. Well, yeah, definitely. That's it. That for me is it. I will say I have put Roy's fries in my my anything bag or my feed bag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they'll stay hot too. I have yeah. the um put some the, salt in there. The Revelate, the one that's kind of insulated, and hot stuff stays hot and cool stuff stays cold. So I put fries in into that bag too, and kind of you button up the top and they stay hot. I support local. I have a Nittany one. Oh, I don't know. I just I've been having it for a long time. So leave me alone. Leave me alone. Uh, donuts, donuts. Yeah. Somebody said donuts for the arrow bars. For the arrow bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donuts for the arrow bars. Yeah, that would have been a fun thing if you could find a bridge that you could d- dangle the donuts off and get <laughs> some triathletes and like try to sp- get them to spear the the donut with they're their not, arrow bars. They're, they're not fun enough. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'd knock a triathlete off there. Oh yeah. no, we're not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> hey, it's been a fun episode. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, Nate, I feel like I just want to call you Baron, so I'm just going to call that's you Baron. Call Baron. I just call yeah. you Baron. Uh, that's that's what's going to do. Um, Joey, do you have anything else before we shut this thing down? No, you know I keep talking. Yeah, I know. So just real quick wrap up, and then we we briefly talked about winter maintenance. So we talked about winter. Yeah, maintenance. now it's time of year. Yeah, most shops do specials. I don't do a lot of specials. I, I value service. Mm-hmm. Um, some shops will do winter specials if you're looking for that deal. Yeah, but. I have something important I'd like to add for um, shoulder season maintenance, uh, what I call March maintenance, is um, your riders that uh, spend a lot of time inside on the trainers. That's that's when we check the hoods. Yep. Mm. Um, I mean, this is not news to you, Joey, of course, but uh, you can sweat right through your handlebars um, and cause an ugly accident. So uh, getting to be that time of year when we also look for corrosion corrosion around the hood area. Yeah. yeah. And Joey knows I'm particularly bad. I, say, I had two bars this year that were had fully worn through. No, I mine don't through, but mine no. are just gross. Yeah, t- yeah, trainer season. Yeah, you know, but some, I don't get I don't, some fresh tape too. Treat yourself. I don't. I don't yeah, put my. Yourself. I don't yeah. put my road bike on my trainer. I have a trainer bike that's on my trainer. Yeah, Brian trainer has too many bikes. Trainer bike. I have two anyway, like anyway. I said. Okay, but also if you're going somewhere where it's really cheap, don't go there for service. Mm. You get what you pay for. Yep. So that sounded really bad. Sorry, I shouldn't have said. That. No, it's true. You know, that's why I said you. you it's like most of the shops, life. you know. You, you want something done, you know, you, you get the right people and it, you get it done. So, sorry. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Mid-Atlantic Gravel Travel and Dirt. Special 
thanks to our guest, Baron. Thank you once again. Yep. Thank you. Um, folks, this Thanks is a me. listener-supported podcast by some incredible and amazing people on Patreon or PayPal. I, I, I've been looking for a while. I know, we've, you know we, we love our Patreon folks, and we love the folks that send us cash through PayPal. But there's another way that you could support this podcast, and it won't cost you a dime. Um, and that's to share it, put a review on the podcast player. But I'm going to ask. I got a specific ask, Joey. This is the first time you've ever done this. I know. I've got a specific ask. Pop over to the YouTube channel if you haven't done it yet and click the subscribe button. We are getting very close to our 1,000 subscriber mark. And I know a lot of magic things happen once we pass that. So if you haven't done that yet, do us all a big solid. That is a fantastic way to show your love and support for the podcast. And we would... Really appreciate it. Yep. Um, this show can be found wherever you find your favorite podcast. And Joey, how can folks get in touch with us? Um, our Instagram handle is at MidAtlanticGTD. Our Facebook's at MidAtlanticGTD. Um, uh, no, our not. website's at GravelTravelDirt.com. <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a shout and leave us a voicemail, um, our phone number is 410-231-3850. Yeah. Baron, how do you get in touch with you and the shop? Oh, I have no. I'm not kidding. I don't know what my shop phone number is. <laughs> oh, I, sorry. I just meant like uh, social, sorry, social, social, social media. Oh, Baron von Fancy Pants, Hush Money Bikes. Uh, check it constantly. That's honestly a great way to get in touch with us. Yeah. Uh, we haven't I had a point. the comments. I actually kind of missed the question. I feel like I just caught got caught in elementary school, not paying attention. <laughs> I, I do Sorry. it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to. Um, we haven't had a voicemail in a while. We'd love to get a voicemail. Yep. Maybe somebody send us a voicemail. This episode of Mid Atlantic Gravel Travel and Dirt is recorded right here in Joey's kitchen, and Jess is even here visiting with us tonight. Thank you. Say hello, Jess. Thanks for riding along, everybody. Until next time, you know what to do. Do good. Be nice. Go slow. Respect others and stay healthy. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs>